operator he is in Ian Fleming's Thunderball. Have you seen everything you came to see? Now go back to your friends and report. Tell them the little fish I throw back into the sea. Thunderball stars Claudine Auger, young, beautiful, trapped, could be dangerous. What sharp little eyes you've got. Wait till you get to my teeth. Adolfo Celli, smooth, silent. Spectre's agent of death. Luciana Paluzzi, lovely to look at, murderous to know. Friends of yours, no doubt. Come in. 007, danger sign for the world's most famous gentleman agent with a license to kill. And a license to thrill. 007, guarantee sign of prompt delivery, night and day service. The things I do for England. Ravishing redheads. Bronze brunettes. Honey blondes. The Bond Women, 007 style. everybody and welcome to Bond, James Bond with your host Mike Kalinowski and myself Brad Gilmore promoting our brand new book Bond, James Bond exploring the shaken and stirred history of Ian Fleming's 007. This will be a limited podcast series that will dive into every single James Bond movie and we will break them down. We will give our opinions, our hot takes or whatever comes across our mind in the world of MI6's greatest secret agent, James Bond. 007. We hope that you enjoy the podcast so much so that you go to bondjamesbondbook.com and order our brand new book available on bondjamesbondbook.com or wherever books are sold. Let's enjoy the podcast.
welcome back to Bond, James Bond, exploring the shaken and stirred history of Ian Fleming's 007. Uh, we are back after talking Goldfinger, myself, Brad Gilmore, along with Mike Kalinowski. Mike, how you doing, man? Hello, sir. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Here we are. We're talking about the fourth. Talking about the fourth installment in the series yes, of James Bond 007, 1965's Thunderball, the uh, longest Bond at the time that it was released, two hours and ten minutes. Two hours and ten minutes long came out Ooh. in, again, 1965. And the movie had a $9 million budget, made $141 million at the box office. A lot to talk about with this uh, with this film, Thunderball. Yes, sir. Um, at the yes. time, I also think it was the highest grossing Bond film, and for decades it was the highest grossing as far as if you yeah, just for inflation i think i think until skyfall it, it was like when we talk about this film i guess we could could say this you and i when we were just getting ready to do this we're both like yeah not our favorite like no neither of us I, I don't really have any kind of feeling about this thunderball I, I don't hate it i don't love it and and when i was watching it a lot of I, there's two Bond films that I get confused about, like the pl- not the plot, but like things that happen. Like Thunderball is one of them. Like I thought, like the whole Shrublands and 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 the jetpack scene were other films. Mm. I completely forgot the, the Shrublands is this one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I'm like I'm always kind of like that was this one in the jetpack escape, and for some reason I was like, was that from Russia with Love? I was like, oh, it's Thunderball. That and then a uh, Live and Let Die and Man with the Golden Gun. I get plot points confused in those two films all the time. Like the slide whistle bit <sighs> over the over the moat. I always thought that was live and let die. Yeah, no, that's and then I watched it. Like, oh, gun. it's man with golden gun. Because they yeah. both have JW Pepper in them. Yes. They both have like canal chases. I know they're one's Louisiana and one is in Thailand, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, but as a kid, and when you first see him and they all kind of blend together, but yeah, Thunderball. I'm, yeah. Yeah, it didn't yeah, it, I'm on it. It didn't do it for me either. And I love Sean Connery's James Bond. Um, I know you do. He's com- your man. Coming off of Goldfinger, though. So there's a few things. Like coming off of Goldfinger, yeah. you hit, no pun intended, a grand slam with Goldfinger. Yeah. There you go. You really do, though. You hit a grand slam with Goldfinger. Yeah, you do. And so you gotta you gotta come with something different. And Thunderball, it just I, it, like again, it's not my favorite. But we talk about before. Like I like every Bond movie to varying degrees. I don't hate any Bond movie. Right. Um, yeah. This this one though, I think they did a lot of stuff underwater. There's a lot of yeah. underwater in this movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> like a lot. Um, but I think the most interesting thing about Thunderball, and we talk about it in the book. There's a whole chapter on it. Is kind of the behind the scenes story of it. Yeah. With Kevin McClory. And um, again, we'll go into the, great detail. The thorn and Cubby Broccoli side for forty years, for decades, and yeah. this Annie and Fleming side because yeah. So for those who don't know, and, and again, it's in great detail in the book, but we'll go over kind of a a, a little um, surface level of it. Is Ian Fleming was writing a screenplay with Kevin McClory and others for a, for a film, for a James Bond film. So this was not a novel at first. And then that screenplay falls apart for whatever reason. And Ian Fleming's like, 
Oh, well, I'll just take all of the ideas that other people came up with and put them into my book. Right. So he pretty much takes all the ideas from the screenplay and and writes Thunderball, the novel. But this is the novel that introduces Blofeld and Spectre and so many of those things that were already used in the Eon films. Uh, Blofeld was the main villain in, 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 in Thunderball, at least where he, where he was um, introduced. Right. And that's kind of where the controversy started. Yeah. Because the books, again, the book, the, the films don't do the books in order, Mm -hmm. you know, so they, they didn't start from the beginning. Like, you know, Casino Royale was all tied up and they couldn't do that. So they would pick and choose. They went on. So the the continuity of when Spectre was introduced and then there first was Smirsh and all this stuff. So it's like, but like, yeah, Thunderball was the, there was so much controversy, not controversy, but like behind the scenes, just, you know, it was a script, it was a movie, it was this. And then Fleming took it and he's got the rights to it. So you can't use this person. You can't use that person. You can't say this. And that, but then this was the one that they wanted to work together with them. Mm-hmm. They, they got McClory was like, all right, well, I, I don't know what the saying is. You know, it's, it's, well, you can't, don't, uh, don't can't beat them. Join them. Join them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that was the, the theory in all three of these guys, Saltzman, Broccoli and him were like, all right, well, you're going to be involved somehow. So let's bring you in. Which makes sense, you know, from a yeah. certain degree. It's like, let's, hey, look, I don't want this guy to go out there and make another Bond movie at the same time. Right. Let's just bring him in. Let's 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 make him the sole producer because I believe he's credited as the sole producer in this movie. Yeah, and, and and we get this into the book, but like once they clearly all didn't get along, and they like kind of kept him out of the editing room and stuff. They're like, go film some more underwater stuff. Keep he was, kept him in the Bahamas filming stuff and overseeing the water stuff while they're editing on the film. So, you know, it, that that must have been like, can you imagine if that film was made today with all the debacle and how nowadays everything is? We find out about it right away. Problems on the sets, this and that. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if the internet was alive during Thunderball of filming that? Oh my god, that would have movie would have been tanked before it hit theaters. Yeah, with the backlash of all the all the you know reshoots and this and that going on. Yeah, and people would be like, "Release the McClory cut! I want to see the McClory cut! cut. <laughs> McClory cut! Save the McClory verse!" <laughs> um, but 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 again, Kevin McClory's Thunderball, yeah, on HBO Max. <laughs> well, we we eventually did get Kevin McClory's Thunderball. Yeah. Um, oh, did we? And I cannot wait till we get to that. We have to talk about Never Say Never again. I um, try not to talk about it. I try not to ever. <laughs> I don't. I don't like to think of it. Like. I don't like to think of that. I don't like to think of either either of the two Casino Royales, the, mm-hmm. the TV movie, CBS. I'm a little more lenient on that. But the 60, was it 69, right, with, mm-hmm. with Niven and all them? I, I I tried to watch it several times. I can't do it. I try not to think about it. It right is unwatchable. That Casino oh, Royale is unwatchable. People that, we've got a, f- a friend in our little circle of stuff that he absolutely loves this. He praises it, thinks it's Bibiani. Oh, okay. Well, William Bibiani. Go uh, William Bibiani. Love uh, this film. I love William Bibiani. He is always kind of a yeah, contrarian. Uh, yes, he with is. With some he of his picks. praises that film. I think William Bibiani nope. also said that the fifth Home Alone movie is the best one or something That's like it. that. I, I didn't want to bring it up, but he did. I, it's just fifth, fifth or fourth. I'm like, something get like out of here with that nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I get love it. Uh, anyway, anyway. Uh, so there were a lot of uh, a lot of behind the scenes issues here that they were able to work yeah. out. But again, part of the thing was Kevin McClory said, OK, you can make Thunderball, but I want to retain the rights and I can right. remake Thunderball every 
decade. So every, yeah, every 10, 10 years. years was 10 years. Yeah. I can Oof. remake this movie. Like what was his, what was his love affair with Thunderball? Like, I don't know if it's his baby. You know, you kind of like, you get attached to it, but my God, it, it, he was. You know, I think sometimes when so you. go ho on Thunderball. When you hit, when you hit a home run in some ways, like. Um, I, I can relate it to Back to the Future. Bob Gale and Bob Zemeckis co-wrote the yeah. films, right? But okay. it was Bob Gale's biggest success ever as a writer. And okay. he has held on to, obviously, Back to the Future, way bigger than Thunderball, in my opinion. Oh, <laughs> but like, yeah. Not even close. But Not even close to, to anyone, I don't think. Yeah, but but Bob Gale really was like, okay, I've made this mega hit. And he never really yeah. went and wrote anything else. He just stuck with Back to the Future stuff. Really? Yeah, he was just like, this is my movie. I killed it. He wrote the sequels. And then that was kind of it. He's kind of done. Did he do anything before that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, used cars and and okay. And, so he was a screenwriter. It wasn't like, yeah. hey, I've got this great idea for a movie. Right, he was write a screenwriter. Okay, okay. He's a screenwriter, and then he and Bob wrote this together, and then um, Bob Zemeckis that is, and then right. boom, they 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 take off. So I guess that's for Kevin McClory a similar thing. Is kind of like, hey, I made this really big hit movie, the highest grossing Bond film of all time, and yeah. why why would I let it go? Yeah, that's true. You know. And so I think that's kind of kind of what his his maybe his thinking was. But this movie again, there's a lot of underwater, but the jetpack scene is it's, a, it's iconic. It's awesome. It's awesome. Come on now. And again, like I would love to, and I think we talked about this a little bit in the book. Like I uh, I want to once this book comes out and, and people watch these, I would love to open up the discussion on on Bond because I, I feel fandoms like star wars and, and marvel and dc there's these talking fandoms and it just this great community and I, I want bond because i would love to talk to people and find out where they discovered bond like, yeah because you were young i was young because mm -hmm. our, our, your father and my grandfather will mm -hmm. introduce us to the bonds so seeing it as a kid and you see a jetpack like that's the coolest thing in the world that's the coolest thing in the world as a kid to see you know this guy flying on a jetpack i didn't care that he had a helmet on looks ridiculous and then i think about it now <laughs> I know why he had to have a helmet because he was really flying in the air, but he had a jetpack. Like, and it worked. It wasn't wires. It wasn't a crane. It was a jetpack. It's just incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. And um, I will say this: when I watched this movie back with my fiance a couple about a month or two ago, uh -huh. when we were going through them, um, again she was very high on Sean Connery from a physical attraction standpoint. Really? Oh yeah, oh, she oh, okay. she thought he was super handsome. And then this well, movie I mean, though. Let me let me let me say something to to piggyback on that. So I watched him with my girlfriend as well, and she only knows Connery as Indiana Jones senior. Right. So she's just like, "Oh. Oh. Because <laughs> he had hair, no beard." And I was, I was like she's like, "I just know him as like a grandfather." I was like, she didn't know if she knew him from that and she knew him from first night. Okay. As, as King Arthur. Mm -hmm. So two very distinct versions from Bond. So she's like, oh, he was handsome. Yes. So, like, I knew he was an older gentleman. He was good looking. He's an old man. But he's like, oh, he was hot. I was like, everyone loved him. They yeah. Loved him. It, you know, it, it's funny because uh, uh, my fiance really only knew him from, we watched Entrapment with him and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, good movie. And so she knew him from that. And then, of course, I showed her uh, Last Crusade, which is the best Indiana yeah. Jones movie, in my opinion. You know, get out of here with that nonsense. Go, oh, come on, Mike. You could get out of here. Come on. Get oh, that's right. That's right. You, you're you big on Temple of Doom. 
Right. I, um, well, I will admit Raiders is the best film. Okay. Temple of Doom is my favorite. Right. But Raiders is the best film. Yeah. Well, yeah. Last Crusade nonsense. Get out of here. No. And Last Crusade is the best. Then it's Raiders. Then it's Crystal Skull. Then you it's Temple. You are out of your... <laughs> Van Gilmore, when I see you next... <laughs> and I see you next. I think we're gonna have to do a, a Indiana Jones book next. Then uh, let's gonna, do it. We can throw down. Let's do it. Jeez. We can we can throw it down. Um, Crystal Skull, get out of here. <laughs> so so again, this movie Thunderball. I like. I, I don't really even have a whole lot to say on it, other than other than Domino, uh, Claudine, Claudine, Auger. Claudine, Auger. Claudine, right? Claudine. Yeah, Claudine. And then, again, it's one of those things. It's like, it's like I always thought her name was Claudia. I don't know why. Right. That was Claudia. Oh, stunning. <sighs> stunning, Man. dude. Holy God. I think to this yeah. point, I mean, it's between it's between her and, and Shirley Eaton, I think for oh. me is, I think I think Domino wins me over as, to this Domino. point, the hottest yeah. Bond girl. She was gorgeous. Oh, man. Just another, yep. another level in this movie. Um, again, the plot was... I didn't really get it for a long time, but yep. it's essentially I, there's there's atomic bombs, there's a hijacking, Bond is in a spa for a, a part of the movie. Like, and then and they, that one, they they he's on laying the thing and they shake it and they <laughs> speed up the film. He's like, <laughs> like, he's like, that's your hero being attacked by a massage table. I know. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what they were, like the thought process behind it. And maybe if it's written in a book, you can you can use your words to describe it better and it, and it plays on a book. There's some, maybe there's some things that just don't translate. That was one of those things that doesn't translate because uh, yeah, man, I'm like, and you made a good point because everything's underwater and underwater, everything is slow. And, and, mm -hmm. and, and I forgot one of the producers was talking about this like later about it. Like, yeah, it's just like, it's, it's exciting because they're underwater filming this stuff for real, but everything is so slow. So you're doing an action movie with action scenes and it's just, yeah. You know, like it, 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 I think it halts the film a little bit, you know, as cool as it is visually, it just doesn't play for me. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't play for me either. Um, you know, again, Sean Connery can pretty much sell a lot on his charisma and his ability. Oh, but what I was going to say is when I was watching this with, uh, with my fiance, one of the yeah. things that she pointed out was his hair is noticeably different in this movie. Like it's okay, kind this of, is the one that it's yeah. He went full, full toupee, full wig, okay. um, and it's kind of completely just it's this like like a straight line, straight line. Yeah, very very odd looking, and it kind of threw threw him all threw her off a little bit as far uh -huh. as as far as his appearance. The other thing though is this, Daniel Craig. We just had uh, No Time Did I come out in 2021, yep. but it was originally going to come out in 2020. So let's yeah. say it came out in 2020. That would okay. have been five years between Spectre and No Time to Die. Okay. Right. Now it's effectively yeah. six years. This is the fourth Bond movie, and it's 1965. Goldfinger yeah. was 1964. From Russia with yeah. Love was 1963, and Doctor yeah. No was 1962. That's four Bond movies in four yeah. years. They would never I, do anything like that today. No, I, I, I mean, because I, I remember, and this was you probably could think about this too. Like I remember Bond films, aside from at the time, 
the Living Daylights to Goldeneye, which was mm -hmm. still now is the longest. It's still the longest break mm -hmm. between Bond films. It, it it beats out Spectre to No Time to Die by like months. Mm -hmm. But I was always used to Bonds every two years. Like they just always came out every. Like so, I saw Octopussy then. Uh, uh, View to a Kill, 85, 87, Living Daylights, 89, License to Kill, then Goldeneye, Tomorrow Never Dies, World is Not Enough. And then there was just like a, a year, little, like I think there's three years or three. Yeah. yeah. So, but I was always, my best friend and I, we were always so used to, and they always usually came around on the holidays. We were used to the two year bond thing. That was just a thing. So, with the Craig things, that was awful. They, they started it with Casino Royale and Quantum. They were on mm -hmm. the track to do it every two years. And then, was it? Four, four between Quantum and Skyfall, and yeah, three and then, between Skyfall and Spectre, yeah. and, then and then six. Six. Yeah, so they were on track. I mean, you got to think about it back then in the '60s. Filming, I'm sure, probably didn't take as long. Mm -hmm. Like they weren't filming for six months, seven months. I think three months, probably. Uh, you're using the same crew, so uh, you know. Hey, you're just rolling I, over. You, you got to ask thing. yourself. So. You know, there weren't as many choices out back then as there are now, like for your entertainment value. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like you were like, oh, another Bond film again. We just had one different feeling for it. I, I think people would be like, I don't know. But then again, look at the Marvel stuff. It's dropping every couple months, new stuff. So people are hungry for it. So if it's good, maybe back then they were they were just hitting a stride. People want to bond. Yeah. I mean, what I mean, every movie got more popular. And then by this time, true. Sean Connery is the biggest star in the world um, yeah. at this point in 1965. And um, this movie just, again, I think it was a step down as far as quality for the franchise. Um, but the, but the, they pick it back up toward the end. Uh, one thing, Tom Jones sings this opening to oh. Thunderball. Um, Tom Jones. He did great. But my the thing that was great is, is Bond got to be so popular that all kinds of artists wanted to be involved. Yeah. And Johnny Cash, who's one of my favorites of all time, actually wrote and submitted a song for Thunderball um, really? that they rejected. And it's it's out there on YouTube. You can find Johnny Cash's version of Thunderball. And it kind of works. Now, I will say Tom Jones's is better. It makes more yeah. sense for Tom Jones. It's kind of like when we get to Man with the Golden Gun, uh, Lulu is better uh, than the Alice Cooper version that's out there of the man with the golden gun. <laughs> um, but, but it was really cool. So if you haven't heard the Johnny cash version, you should go uh, I seek, seek that. that out. It's, it's very fun. It's a very fun listen. And I encourage everyone to go find it. Cause if, um, if they went with it, I wouldn't have been surprised because again, Johnny cash in 65 was, it's a fit in. Yeah. Was massive as well. Um, anything else to you about this movie stand out? Uh, Adolfo Sealy is is Thunderball is kind of like, uh, like was he was he was an Italian, mm -hmm. so uh, the accent was a little weird, and then he was dubbed as I, everybody I was in these early movies. Everybody was dubbed, yeah. like and again, Claudine was dubbed at the time. Uh, uh, Ursula Andress was dubbed. Tatiana Romanoff was dubbed. Goldfinger's dubbed. But uh, I don't. Yeah, it just doesn't. Like you said, like, there's no bad Bond film. Um. Uh, we get the jetpack scene. We get uh, Domino, but as a whole, it, it it's, eh, you know, it's like. Eh. But again, what what I what I found fascinating when we were doing reading uh, writing this book was how successful it was. Bigger than Goldfinger, 
Like yeah. the money that they made on this film was insane. So I'm like, they just hit, had that lightning in the bottle going at the time. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it is interesting. Um, um, just kind of, I don't know how this, how this one is a weird one for me. It's a really interesting, I liked, I liked the behind the scenes more than I like what, what was in front of the, <laughs> yeah, in front of it's it. It's definitely much more entertaining. I think here's some quick trivia on, on a few things. Um, according to Ken Adam, the jetpack that Bond uses to escape his enemies was no special effect, but a real jetpack from the U S yeah. air force, Sean Connery, um, was able to fly the jetpack, and that's why he had to wear the helmet that you talked about here in a minute. Another guy named Bill Souter was one of only two people in the world qualified to fly it, so he was flying it as well in the films. Um, here's another one. During the recording of the song Thunderball, Tom Jones asked the songwriter what Strikes Like Thunderball actually means. <laughs> the song, the songwriter allegedly replied that he had no idea. Uh, Jones nearly fainted after recording the nine second final note at the end of the song that echoes the same story that we just told about Judy Dench yeah. in, in Goldfinger. Here's the other thing. Some Shirley Prince, Eat, right? Say again. Shirley Eat. Uh, Shirley Bassey. What did uh, I just Bassey. say? He said Judy Dench. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Judy Dench singing Goldfinger. Dude, that's what I want to hear. <laughs> I want to hear Judy Dench sing Goldfinger. Did I really say Judy Dench? Um, Shirley Bassey, yes, of course. Now, here's the thing. Some prints of this movie shown in theaters showed James Bond will be back in on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Oh, yeah. And some did not say that at all. Now, of course, he did not return in on Her Majesty's Secret Service. He returned in, um, he returned in uh, You Only Live Twice. Twice. You only live twice. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know exactly what, what it was. Um, we, I, cause I know was, I go into this, right. Go into this in the book. Cause they, they talk on a majesty secret service. What was going to be next? Mm -hmm. And I think that they were saying, Oh, I don't want, well, it's in the book. It's in the book. We, we'll save it for that. Yeah. There was just some difficulties. There's a, very, there's a very specific reason yeah. why they didn't go on her majesty secret service next. And it worked out well later on with, with, with what had happened behind the scenes, but mm -hmm. that was what was planned to be next. Yes, it was going to be on Her Majesty's Secret Service. So there's just some things for Thunderball, but we end every episode by putting Mike Kalinowski on the spot and um, asking him what he thinks this movie got on Rotten Tomatoes. So Goldfinger was a 99. Okay, Goldfinger yeah. was a 99. Not I will give that. you one hint. This is okay. not a 99. <laughs> okay, there we go. All right, so I'm going to think this was its first... Well, 92 92 92 the score is you're not far off an 87 percent so the oh, first I was one go in the, the 80s. 80s too but i was like it's not dropping from 99 to the 80s a 12 oh, point drop a 12 point drop year over year the critics say lavishly rendered set pieces and sean connery's enduring charm makes thunderball a big fun adventure even if it doesn't quite measure up to the series previous heights which i agree with i think his charm oh, absolutely and the set designs and some of the gadgets were great yeah the bond girls were great it just I mean, wasn't the same yeah the coolest thing he had that rebreather that little rebreather yes like, that thing was awesome as a kid watching that thing that's awesome yes the rebreather is great but uh so it gets a lot of points for me for that 
87 percent yeah not okay. not not as high as as we would see with goldfinger does any bond film get to that height we will find out as we continue our deep dive on the james bond series you can also get our book called bond james bond exploring the shaken start history of ian fleming's 007 that is available on bondjamesbondbook.com uh mike kalinowski where can the people find you and follow you at mike kalinowski on all social media and you can find me on at brad gilmore on all social media and we will come back because james bond will return in you only live twice Oh, Brian, what have you done now?